Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Save big money now on new siding from LP Smart Side at Menards. Update and beautify your home with your choice of 13 timeless colors of pre-finished engineered siding. It's durable and includes a Sherwin-Williams factory finish paint warranty that means no painting for years to come. View our entire selection of siding from LP Smart Side today. And don't forget to check out our flyer on Menards.com for all the great deals happening now. Save big money at everyone and welcome back to star fellows your favorite DD podcast in a galaxy far far away i am your dungeon master rob and with me as always are some motherfucking legends uh hannah Woo. <laughs> um amelia Sam. let's go and brennan let's fuck some shit up you guys just killed two gay cyborgs uh how do you feel well, not Homophobic good now when you put it like that, you fuck. I mean, way to rob me of the feeling of accomplishment, Rob. Um, yeah, Rob so buried the gays. It's not our fault. You fucking buried. He, he blew one during... up and buried the other one. It's okay. We got two more over here. We got two main characters, so we're good. Probably three, honestly. All, all Rob, that oh, happened. Rob, Rob is exceptionally by. <laughs> he... he Rob is like resume? me, although with somehow even less social skill. <laughs> <laughs> All that happened last episode, as far as I'm concerned, is that uh, three of you home invaded this lovely estate and cut short a beautiful romance between two uber troopers named Grog and Butters. Oh, please. Um, you put them in the light of fire. <laughs> I, know. I don't feel bad. They will be dearly missed, but they are currently resting in multiple gory pieces. Each other? They're both <laughs> dead. They will not be missed. <laughs> you don't know what their social life was like. I Somebody had to take God. that romantic photo of them screaming at the beach. That's true. Hmm. Love like that doesn't get captured on film by accident, you know? Um, like I'm killing your character when I DM much. again. <laughs> are you sure you want to lobby that thread at me right now? I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'll do it. A lightning storm starts <laughs> brewing overhead. Good thing we're inside. Wow, I love Hades Town. Um, okay, 
in all seriousness, the party uh, moved from the living room area where they had begun the episode. Akala creaked open the sliding door, got shot at by a Gatling laser gun, immediately dipped back. Her two friends, Elle and Rama, hatched a little sneaky little plan involving some mines and some grenades. Not knowing what was on the other side of the door, they burst in. Elle, using his force powers, pulled in a probe droid, slapped two grenades on that. Rama came charging right in behind him like a hero, slapped one grenade on that of his own, taking some shots and shooting back along the way. Elle then... Uh, like a demon-possessed, launched this cannonball of a droid directly into the uber-trooper Grog's chest right as his lover and fellow uber-trooper Butters came out to greet him about some news he saw in the paper. He watched his lover and this droid explode into a million pieces and was subsequently slain and double-tapped in the skull by El and Akala. Were they fabulous? Yes. Are they alive still? No. Um, I simply would not die in such a gross manner is the thing. (laughs) Simply avoid mortality. (laughs) It comes for you all. That is really like a a phrase that Amelia lives by. (laughs) It's very Amelia core of me, I know. Good lord. Okay, the other thing that happened just before we left off is that you guys found the blueprints for a special piece of technology um, that was found in the bottom drawer of Rosie's childhood, quotation marks, childhood desk in a room labeled for her at the second floor of the Iraqid estate. Those blueprints are for the mind device, the multiple intelligence, multiple intelligences nebular device and as you guys observed through a series of investigation and technology checks, this thing utilizes kyber crystals to divert energy away from a center spherical object that is undescribed in the blueprints, but is apparently an object that requires a tremendous amount of uh, technology to control, use, suppress, unclear. We don't know. But that's where you guys left off. You have found a series of other doors labeled after some other scrubs that apparently live here. Um, I do want to remind Akala that you have the key to Grog and Butters' room um, if you want to go snoop some more in there. If you want to desecrate their romance even more, you filthy savages. All right. Tone it down in here. You only give me the tools that I have for for destruction. Um, Sure. Why not? Let's Fuck do it. it. All right. Um, you go to the door that uh, that uh, Butters walked out of when he saw his beloved burst into a million tiny pieces. Uh, you go in there and you see uh, a ton, just like an absolute, like unbearable amount of heavy metal band posters that are plastered head to toe throughout the entire room. Um, there is a incredibly tasteful a four corner uh, bed with bed posts and uh, like very like lacy and uh, like delicate uh, like banister, like uh, uh, what do they call them? Like sheets around the banisters. So it is like a four poster bed um, that is very well made with like nice pillows. It is a canopy. Thank you. That's the word I was looking for. Um, 
and uh there are uh like is there's like a workbench that have like some cybernetic parts um there's some ammo crates there are guns that are mounted on the wall um there are some pictures of grog and butters in various locales around the world um there's some pictures of them drunk out in the power and lights district um there is a picture of them when they were seemingly um unmodified and you see um a uh, a handsome um very kind of like regal looking uh uh arcadian man and a shorter kind of stockier human male um just out to dinner looking very normal um sometime before they got wrapped up in all this and then all the other pictures you can kind of see them progressively getting more and more cybernetics and becoming like scarier and scarier um you also find just looking around like a huge pile of medical bills um, for what looks like um, a, a very serious um, like non-Earth terrestrial space autoimmune. Cancer. Yeah, space cancer. An <laughs> autoimmune disease that uh, that Butters contracted um, at some point in the past 20 years that the bills have just piled and piled up on. Well, now you've made me sad. <laughs> Okay, Jesus. so really, Rob is the homophobic one. What <laughs> <Yeah>. the hell? <laughs> yeah, oh my Jesus. god. Jesus. Rob introduces two characters, blows them up, and gives one cancer. <laughs> yeah. This is all I wanted just them to like... win that fight. I wanted their love to succeed, so you but want no. All of us to you die three, is what you're the saying. heroes, had to do cool things and mm-hmm. uh, make them die quick. Rob was like, all right, guys, either the podcast ends mid season from Party Wipe or you murder two gays. <laughs> 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 that's that's a rock in a hard place. Listen, gay on gay crime is fine. <laughs> um, so can I can I loot the room for to see if they've got like uh, some blasters that maybe upgrades to mine or something, or there's maybe special ammo or anything these guys might have lying about. Um, yeah. Uh, so you find um two frag grenades and a stun grenade. Um, so you can add those to your inventory. Are those um, um, like mine grenades or they can be set to time uh, or detonator or do they have to be thrown like grenade grenades? Um, I'm going to say that these are <laughs> these grenades are not remote detonating. <laughs> Fuck that. <laughs> Got it. These, these are like old school school like World War II like pull the pin fragmentation grenades and same Got with it. the stun grenades. Um, if you want to replenish your supply of mines, I'm going to have to make you go buy those. Um, or uh, buy them from the company store, I guess, from Rosie. Um, Anybody got uh, 450 credits? They're 150 apiece. Actually, we're not at that. We're not there yet. Anyway, um, three grenades. Yeah. Got it. Also, Elle is not snooping through the room. I'm not either. Yeah, because you're a decent person. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ram is not a sentimental man, you know? <laughs> So a couple things. Uh, so while you guys are kind of rummaging through these rooms, um, you like hear like doors around the house kind of like – sorry. You hear doors around the house kind of like open and close and you like continue to hear like sounds of people fleeing the building. So uh, there's like the like civilian workers and droids have like relocated essentially um, like out of the building. So for the meantime, you guys are kind of completely alone. Um, monkey, um, appears in front of you guys now that the battle has cleared, um, and he is kind of, like, sat, uh, and posted himself up near the stone door, 
um, like the stone border door, I should say. The door itself is wood, but there is a stone part of the wall that is somewhat rounded and like uh, like tower shape adjacent. You get the picture. It's the door to the tower. He's sitting by the door to the tower. Um, the tower the to the floor. door. The door is tower. Door is exactly. tower. The tower is specifically for the door. Um, after Rosie's room, I'll probably just head that way and just kind of sit opposite Monkey. Yeah, I'll head over there too. Arms crossed, kind of leaning up against the banister. Or if Monkey's against the banister, leaning up against the wall, whichever. <laughs> um, Monkey, like, mirrors your posture and, like, also crosses his arms and, like, head nods <laughs> to and goes... <laughs> I head nod back. Um... He uh, he pulls out a pair of shades that he had he had taken from one of the cars earlier and just <laughs> puts them on. Um, yeah, L doesn't need the shades to be cool. <laughs> yeah, are you gonna tell that to this droid monkey? No. You're gonna look this droid monkey in the face and be, "Hey, I don't need sunglasses to be cool." <laughs> I just love the pettiness of the sentiment of just like I'm just letting you know like if L had to say that then <laughs> automatically they'd be less cool from it I'm just letting you know that L it looks pretty yeah. damn cool yeah yeah L's rad you got yeah. you got that that Durasteel armor um with still with the sleeveless you know you got like the, the metal pads like sewn into your rocking it like thing. Percival from Merlin, like the t- BBC TV show oh, where yeah. he's always inexplicably sleeveless. Like everyone will be in full chainmail and his biceps are just showing off. Hey, like man, that's the energy. You got to cut costs somewhere, and if it's the yeah. sleeves, it's the sleeves. You know, if it's the sleeves, it's the sleeves. Like you go more sleeve and then crop top, but like no, that's not how he yeah. plays that. Mm-mm. That's what I would do. <laughs> yeah maximum belly button that's what we go for in our outfits um I like a good crop top. <laughs> what the fuck are we even talking about um, back to <laughs> I'm D&D. seeing how long i could drag it out before <laughs> you would, like snap back it's like a little game i play with myself <laughs> okay um what would you guys like to do i want to go through the wooden door that's surrounded by stone thank you uh wonderful <laughs> great <laughs> let's head there um, i'm always trying to stay on plot <laughs> you could have snooped around the other rooms too but you don't have to um we're good to go so uh you enter this stone door um this is a simple uh spiral stone tower that is mostly just uh plain uh gray uh masonry stone akin to what you would see like in cathedrals um and you walk into this big circular room and instead of like stairs going up it is a there's a grav lift in the center and looking up you see a plane of hard light that you know is like semi-permeable so you could take the grav lift up to one layer and land and it looks like there is a second layer up above you um but yeah so if you you could step into the grav lift to go up but there's like nothing on this like first initial layer of the tower Oh, we need to go to the top floor of the tower for sure, right? I I would reckon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's get on that grab lift. All right. Uh, so you guys all step together in unison onto this, like, 10-foot uh, diameter grab lift that shoots you up one layer. <sighs> um, you shoot up about 50 feet into the air, uh, land at a platform, um, and you look around and you see that you are in the middle of 
uh, room in this tower that is, uh, it looks to be just like a, a pretty advanced workshop. In fact, it shares a lot of similarities to Rosie's workshop that you're very familiar with. There are various benches with mechanical arms that suspend droid parts and other machinery into the air that can be worked on. There are various tables and benches for people to people or droids to lay down and be repaired at. Um, you see that there are multiple bookshelves packed to the brim with books and loose blueprints. Um, this median level of the tower is much less grotesque than the uh, like anatomy, weird cadaver situation that was going on in the basement. This place doesn't seem like it is dealing with any sort of flesh or body parts. All you see around are equipment for droids, small little tinkering things, um, like other miscellaneous kind of craftables, um, and what looks like medical supplies as well, um, like traditional medicine supplies. So you're seeing like, not like surgical, like, oh, creepy doctor. You're seeing like things that are like, no, we've got like vials and like actual chemistry sets, things that you would need in a lab to run like blood tests and all that sort of thing. Yes, um, so if you guys would like to kind of learn more about the equipment in this room and things that, and just like get some more information, um, go ahead and Roll me some investigation checks. Real quick, can I cast a healing on myself? Yes, you may. Since I am kind of low. Um, uh, that's a 15 for me. I will also investigate in. Okay. That is a 17 for me. Uh, that's an at one for me, so ignore me. Okay. Um, Too busy healing. Too busy healing. <laughs> Okay, so uh, we'll start with the uh, lower roll first with L. So L, you look around and you find some clerical documents in the bookshelf um, that kind of are you able to piece a little bit of a story from. So you see first that like this man gets regular billings and manifests for shipments of quote unquote uh, like leftover soon to be perishable food. Um, so essentially, like it, the manifests show that he has been ordering all of the prison's like food scraps for years since the prison's been built. Um, you see that there is a ton of financial transactions for miscellaneous things going back and forth from um, Velzerakid and the Vlad Tetraplex prison. Um, you also find some notes and some inbox. Uh, messages about repairs to the house that have been done in the last week you see some uh some like bill statements for hiring new security um you see some pay raises from some existing workforce um you also see payments for things like uh like workplace accidents um you see that there is a large bill run up for um I mean, you don't need to know basically all the names, but like for the uh, guards that you disposed of in the basement, you see that basically like they had incurred a ton of like workers comp benefits from this guy under some contract they have where like he covers their medical costs, but the trade-off being that he's the one that repairs them. So he has basically been grafting all of his soldiers as compensation for getting injured and like partially destroyed during the previous invasion and then has hired new people and built uh, or acquired other droids like the probe droids to supplement his defenses. Additionally, um, there's one other thing. 
Well, so separately, this is what Rama finds on the higher roll. Rama, uh, you go over to his workbench, and there's a picture frame um, of, a, of a much younger-looking, skinnier uh, male Volterite with a uh, female Volterite, who you recognize has basically the same facial features as the porcelain mask that Rosie was wearing in the painting in her room. And you see that they are on a, like, disgustingly polluted and dirty, like, sand dune speeder or pod racing track. Like, they are essentially at a pod racing event with a uh, pod racer in the background um, on a very polluted, kind of deserty looking world. You fiddle with it, and, uh, like, behind it is a newspaper clipping that has been preserved in a like pane of glass that is like all like face down on the desk so it's like kind of like on like under directly this photo frame and you pick it up and it is like a highly decayed like actual newspaper clipping that is dated um a, a date in the Volterite uh like common language um that i don't even know if you can read but I could like, roll a, a high DC lore check if you'd like. Yeah, roll me a really high. Yeah, roll me a, a lore check. Um, it's All gonna, right, that's a nine. Yeesh. <laughs> Not good. Enough. In the alternative, just just roll me a flat intelligence check. <laughs> that's no. That's no better. Uh, let's see here. That's a seventeen. No, wait, minus one. That's a sixteen. Okay, that'll do it. So. In terms of lore, you have no idea what the date is or what this is about. Um, you see that the picture in the picture frame is on a newspaper clipping that has that photo and the pod racer, and then beside it in the newspaper article is a photo of a like exploded pod racer. And with that 16 intelligence check, you kind of put together this rough story. This is some this woman is someone important to Veltz and there was some accident with a pod racer um, a long long time ago you must assume since he is 9,000 years old I will remind you hey guys you uh you might want to look at this I uh I think Rosie was or some version of her was uh alive at some point like she was actually alive I'm gonna oh, that's... take the newspaper clipping and just like hold it up and, and be like emphasis on a was oh that's so fucked up that's I don't know if this guy ever took ethics in med school but uh fuck <laughs> like I Everything we've been through now has been a violation of medical ethics on so many levels. Like, if this guy... <laughs> I, I, was, I was just making I a know, joke. I know, I <laughs> I promise you I got that inclination when I, I found know. bags of frozen blood in the meat cooler. <clears throat> Guys, I think he's not on our side. Um, Him? Bad? Nah. <laughs> uh... Look, I don't believe in your hocus pocus stuff, but uh, I do not feel good here. 
This is, uh... This is... I feel really, really bad here. I don't like this place at all. Yeah, I can share that sentiment. Now let's find this fucker and figure out what we need to know. Um, there's another grav lift that'll take you to the top floor. God. Well, sooner I can have this to place, the, the better. Uh, deuces. And I'm gonna hit the grav lift. <laughs> Alright, you step in. You get teleported up to some place. Uh, are you guys gonna step in right after him? Yeah. Yeah. Alright. One by one, you all arrive, um, in a like small little like receiving room so you guys all arrive in a like essentially a like 20 by 20 by 20 like box room that has the grav lift behind you and then a like ornate wooden door with red painted trimmings um of like swirls and uh like gear cogs carved into like a wooden visage around it um and this is the the door to the master's quarters um, you see a sign that says knock before entry, which yeah, yeah, means right. zero things in this context. All right. <clears throat> so, uh, someone want to go first? Do you want to crack the door like last time? Do you want to fix explosives to something? We got two more of those. I just kind of want to break the door in. Okay. So. Be my guest. Right. I'll, uh, yeah, I just, yeah. Okay. I'm just going to kick the door. <laughs> All right, guns up. <laughs> yeah, shield out. Freeze! Um, can I take my free action to one-hit the boss? And... <laughs> can leave I'd like this. To, I would like to roll luck to have him instantaneously die, please. <laughs> Spontaneously combust like the Dickens villain. It'd be great. We all get mowed down by three flamethrowers because we didn't hey, knock first. Can I, can, I, can I roll for this guy sucking? <laughs> Can I roll for this guy being a little bitch? <laughs> like, I mean, he is 9,000 years old, so... Yeah, who is this fuck? Come on. Oh, I really... Okay. We need to leave this fucking estate. I'm kidding. I'm, like, I'm Robert's getting creeped. Brennan's also getting creeped. <laughs> I'm picturing the little... Uh, the woman in the wheelchair from Spongebob. The chocolate lady. <laughs> chocolate! Yeah. <laughs> Hello, everyone. I hope you're having a good Wednesday. We have just released season four, episode 33. And um, I wanted to say thank you for waiting so very patiently for this episode. And I wanted to come on here to say that we have officially wrapped season four. Um, kind of crazy. Um, and what that means is the very next episode is going to be the last episode of Guildfellows ever. Um, kind of crazy, insane, insane. Um, it'll be the last like regular like story episode. We're going to have a season four wrap episode, as we always do. And then we're going to have a podcast, postmortem, wrap up, whatever, whatever, whatever. So... As you're hearing this, if you're in our Discord channel, uh, our question channel will be open for both season four questions and podcast overall questions. I think we're probably going to like go season by season and just kind of reflect and see how far we've come and all this stuff. 
Um, but take this as the opportunity to kind of, you know, talk to all of us as a unit for the last time, possibly. So, um, yeah, that's that's what we're going to do. Um, which also means this is going to be my last announcement, update, whatever thing ever, probably. So, um, yeah. I don't know. That's really all I kind of have to say. I'm a little behind on our social media pages, so I apologize for that. But um, we'll we'll get there. We'll catch up. And um, yeah, next week's going to be the very last story episode, season four finale. And then um, I'm not 100% sure when the wrap-up episodes are going to happen. They may not happen for a while. Simply because a lot of us are busy um, and we're just kind of working around our schedule. Um, So they might not happen for a few weeks. We're going to try to squeeze them in eventually. Um, We're going to try to squeeze them in quick. But if they don't happen for a minute, then they won't happen for a minute. But they'll definitely at least come out this summer. I will make sure that happens. (laughs) Um, They'll come out as soon as I can wrangle everyone together. So, um, yeah. That's, that's it, I think. That's all I really want to say. I don't really need to go into the regular spiel that I do because, I don't know, it's it's almost over. Um, yeah, thank you to Arcane Anthems for the, the theme song, as always. Um, and thank you to everyone who has listened uh, thus far. And I'll, we'll get into it more once those wrap-ups come out. Um, but... Yeah, that's that's what I've got. Thank you for listening. Um, that's all I've got for you guys today. We love you all so much. Keep your heads up. Stay safe. We love you. I'll see you later. Bye-bye. You are going to kick this door down, I guess? Yeah, I'm just going kick to it, kick it open. Probably not kick it all the way down, just... That'd be dope, kind of though. how doors work. I mean, you're just gonna go ahead and roll me uh, an athletics check. Do it. Um, twenty-one. All right. Cast uh, foot. <laughs> <laughs> Force imbued foot. Uh, you heel kick this door. Uh, flies off its hinges into the the darkness of a candle lit uh, bedroom. As you kick the door open. Uh, you uh, see across the room a high-backed red chair and what appears to be a very young-looking Volpterite man um, with a long, black, uh, silken, and ornately detailed bathrobe with red accents um, flowing all the way down the bathrobe it covers his like a pair of enormous uh bulky legs and a very stocky wide frame um hippo again hippo like features with kind of this tall expressive forehead and eyes with kind of a shovel-faced mouth with uh tusks pointing up um and he responds to the door uh being kicked in his direction um by saying back in this candlelit room This is why I never have visitors. They never come in without kicking my shit in and destroying my stuff.
Yeah, well, you're a hard man to reach, so we figured we'd get your attention. Aye, and now you have it. And what is it? You had a break-in. Not too long ago. Two now by my count. I don't even know what I have locks and security for if any half-wit force of hooligans can come in here and take and break my stuff. Yeah, well, that's not really my problem. I just want to know what the other people took. As an aside to Arklet, can I say, who is he calling halfway, you think? I just elbow Rama to shut up right now. <laughs> sorry, sorry. <laughs> what? You came all this way to just ask me what they took? I want to know what the significance is, and I want to know why they came here. He considers you for a second, um, and you notice now that, like, next to him on a small table is an open bottle, uh, an open wine bottle and a glass of, like, dark red liquid and a chalice there. Um, he picks it up and he stands up from his chair and he is a, like, seven foot tall, uh, like, hippo man, essentially. Um, and he walks towards you. Um, first, I need you to... You in particular, L, since you're leading this discussion, I need you to make me a DC 16 charisma saving throw. That's a 22. You save. Um, he looks into you uh, and he raises a glass and a toast and you feel a very potent dark energy emanate from this man's hand that approaches you and you are able to steal yourself and in your resolve to not be affected by it, but you feel a cold and chilling fear roll down your back as this thing gestures towards you. I, I mean, my mouth is closed, so I probably like rip my teeth as I steal myself, but then after it passes, just raise a single eyebrow at him. So you want to know about the items taken from my vault? Let me ask you this. Why exactly do you want to know? The people who took them have been causing trouble up north. We'd like to put a stop to it. Aye, that'd not be a surprise. Those objects were locked in this vault. At the ass pit, of Coruscant, away from everything that makes being on a city-sized planet fun. So that nobody would fuck around with them. Um, now I would like anybody who is looking at this interaction, um, go ahead and make me a perception check against belts. Perception. 21. 21. 12. Okay, 12, 21. Uh, and, uh, L, what did you roll? Oh, I didn't realize I was included in that. Yeah, you can also. Three. Three. Uh, so, Akala, you got the 21? Okay, so Akala, um, as this thing, like, turns away from L and starts walking back towards its chair, you realize that this Vels that you're looking at is a hologram. Um, he takes a seat and says, I... Are you here by any chance on behalf of the one that calls itself Rosie? And if we were? Uh, 
Well, you came all this way. If you want to know about the things that are in old Veltz's closet, we can have a chat before I kill you. Sounds good to me. So, the items that were taken. To explain them, I need to explain some things about myself. I'm a Vulpterite. Grew up on the planet Vulpter in the Intercore. Life on Vulpter is bad. It's been polluted for thousands of years beyond the point of livability. As a young man, I was an entrepreneur. I was very skilled at crafting and understanding technology. I started my own company, Arachid. And... Well, I helped develop hyperspeed technology so that ships could travel interstellar distances and get in and out of hyperspace. But droids were always my true love. Well, fast forward the end of my natural lifespan, the planet Vulpter was getting horribly bad. The uh, solution was to try to build magnificent ships to travel a vast majority of the planet and its population to other star systems to colonize. However, a competitor of mine, the founder of Viper Tech Industries, a man of great renown, he had an alternative solution, which was to graft the population with a series of technology that would allow us to breathe methane, effectively turning us into cybernetic freaks. So, my planet's population was split in two when I was just venturing out on my own, into the colonizers, and to the so-called pure Vulpterites that remained on the planet as grafted monstrosities. Well, I had to start my company out in space, so early on I started uh, mining planets and moons in the uh, Typhon system. Well, that system is particularly ancient, particularly sacred, and yet there was one moon on the outer reaches of Typhon that was made of pure silver, an element that is crucial in the technology that we use to make hyperdrives. So, Arachid Industries took on a mining expedition. This, uh... This planet's name... Oh, it's been so long. What is the name? Uh, and you see the hologram like put its hands and its head in its hands and like looks like it it is like struggling mightily to remember the details of this. Am I able to like bump L and point out like the maybe a, like a flicker in the hologram or something? Kind of while uh, he's talking. Yeah, so wait, what do you want to do? I want to like bump L and show that there that this is a hologram and not actually him by pointing out uh, like a flicker or a source or something yeah you can do that you can uh roll me a, a sleight of hand check yeah uh where is that on here okay it's a seven uh go ahead and roll with advantage since he's like looking away okay Ooh, that's a 19 19 okay uh you're su able to successfully communicate that however you want to narrate that yeah, I think just um, probably while L L's attention is uh, on him, I think I just nudge 
L and just kind of point to like a I probably noticed like a flicker or something in the in the feed and just yeah point it out. I'll say that as he's like point like putting his head in his hands, you notice that like yeah you can see like the fingers overlap a little bit yeah, into yeah. his like mm-hmm. skull, and so you can point that out. Um, you see him like pull out from his hand and say, Janora, that is what it was called. Yes, 9,000 years really rot some holes in your brain. Janora, a moon named Janora of pure silver that gleamed like a pearl in the outside of the Typhon system. He takes a big swig from his goblet. Um, well, when we started digging, for the first few years we found not much, just silver, which was enormously helpful and profitable, and so the company grew. As we started digging out the planet more and more, making it look like a cheese wheel, we started finding ruins that had been buried in pure silver, and when we got down to the surface of the planet, everything changed. We found a massive ziggurat at the north-facing end of the planet, with unintelligible symbols and languages and visages that we had not no knowledge of. Ancient dead languages from civilizations that risen and fell far before we were winking in the eye of space. Not much survived that was recoverable underneath the silver, but at the ziggurat, at the top of the zenith of the mountainous ziggurat, there was the Abita room. And in that room was a plinth, and around the plinth were five artifacts of great power. And me, being a man of only greed and want and desire and hunger, I reached out and took an artifact for myself. And he uh, pushes out his right hand and you see on his ring finger um, not a wedding band but like a like uh, an engagement ring essentially um, with a like dark crimson large um, oval shaped gemstone in the center of it and you notice that the band that it is affixed to is a like rusty blood color um, that kind of hues towards a purplish green where it touches his skin, um, at least on the hologram that you're seeing. What was stolen from me basement were two other artifacts. Well, only one be stolen, the other misplaced. In the break-in earlier, only one artifact was taken but I had another in my possession beyond this ring I'll I'll explain the ring last it's the least important for what you're needing the crown that was taken by the Cathar shit and her lizard boy it's called the crown of Erebus don't ask me how I know its name but it's not made up these, uh, these things speak in their own way. The crown of Erebus is a quicksilver crown that swirls around the wearer's head. When we first discovered it, the first people that put it on their head died instantly. 
overcome by madness and eventually popping like ticks from their head up. However, certain individuals, a bit heartier than the rest, could withstand the crown, and in so doing were corrupted deeply by its influence, started spawning all manner of vile creatures. I saw demons come out of smoke like thin air that could haunt nightmares. And so me and my business associates decided that the crown should forever be sealed somewhere where no one could use it. The other object that I had in my vault up until recently was the Orb of the One Mind, which resides with my daughter. But that's not all that important. Again, it's of minor significance. The crown itself is incredibly dangerous, and it sounds like this Cathar woman's been using it to conjure all manner of nasty beasties. Other than those three, the ring, the crown, and the orb, there was a staff. A queer thing. Not innately as evil as the others, and so it went to a kind-hearted man of the company that didn't last too long. A Rodian man, uh... Don't remember what his name was. I don't think I ever knew it. Ha! <laughs> That's what you get for being the boss. You don't need to know the details. You just get the profits. The staff, it was a wooden thing. It would alternate catching fire and growing plant life. I think the Rodian man said it was called the Staff of Bendu. But I wouldn't know. Finally... The fifth item that was found in that cursed ziggurat was a dagger. Mean-looking thing, sharp and jagged. It was coated with some sort of mutagenic poison. Somebody took it and, well, a string of murders later, disappeared. Don't really know much about that one, but it's out there somewhere. And the ring. The ring of crimson life. And that's this. He holds out his ring again and holds out his goblet and says, So tell me, how exactly did you break into this place? What was your, uh, what was your point of entry? I'm going to start sort of walking around the room. I'm going to walk up toward him um, and kind of look around and I'm going to try and see if there are any, like, I don't know, like, secret passageways or doors anywhere where, the, like, the walls... Like, a way to get to another chamber adjacent to this. Um, yeah, you kind of walk around and you see, like, so there's the bed and there's, like, a small, like, working desk. There's this high-backed chair and this, like, small kind of, like, sitting and, like, eating table that he's sitting at. Um, some bookshelves and, like, some other, like, pieces of furniture. There's kind of, like, a reading chair. Um... Yeah, and you do notice another door that is attached to the room. Um, not sure what's behind it. There's windows as well. There's in fact the chair is facing away from a large stained glass window on the side of this tower that you can't really tell what it is like at this angle, but it is like encompassed like the theme of the room is red. Uh, so the stained glass is like some sort of red visage um, with like other like dark um, and light colors kind of mixed in around it. That's all you're kind of seeing. Um, 
yeah, he just asked you guys how you got in. Yeah. I'm just gonna just kind of stare him down like I'm trying to read him. He looks at you back um, and uh, he looks down at his goblet, looks at you kind of like mean mugging him and he splashes the mug in your face uh, drenching your face with blood. Yeah, I figured it was blood. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Trying to mean mug me, are you? Whose house do you think you're in? What about you two silent ones? You want to explain how you got yourselves in here? I'm going to start walking toward that other door. You need the pisser, do ya? If there's one thing I don't fuck with, it's space vampires. You nasty motherfucker. I'm going to kill you so many fucking times. I'm going to bury you. This one's got some fire. I take it you saw my locker. I saw the blood. I don't know if you're a hologram. I don't know if he's a hologram yet, because I don't think I saw um, <laughs> Oculus thing. So I saw the blood you just threw onto my friend's face. You had it in the goblet. What the fuck else are you going to do with blood in the goblet? I... And if I remember correctly, there is supposed to be a shipment from the Tetraplex. So I suppose y'all haven't figured it out yet, have ya? I take your silence as a no, then. You're clever enough to get here, but you're not clever enough to know who you're even robbing from. I built that prison as a pipeline to feed my life. The ring is vampiric. It attracts you with whispers and promises when you're in its vicinity. Gets you to believe that it'll give you power and your deepest desires. How's that working out for you? He throws the goblet at your head. It's working out bloody fucking fine for 9,000 years until some impudent whelps came and stealing my shit. Well, like, it seems like you have a pretty shitty quality of life if you ask me. All you do is sit here by your cell, trucking prisoners to you so you can have something to eat. And what do you do? You experiment on people for fun? That's how you get your kicks? Um, he sits back down in his chair. Um, you can see that he's just, like, steaming, like, mad as fuck. And he's, like, takes a second, uh, grabs another... He just grabs the open bottle of blood and, like, drinks it, like, really sloppily in front of you. So, like, a bunch of it, like, spills on his robe. Um, and then he throws it down in front of you with a big crash. And he says... I am what I am. I sold that 9,000 years ago. I don't need you to tell me about my choices. Do you think that I've spent my entire life thinking that what I did was a good idea? Do you think that I don't understand the power of these cursed objects? That's why I had them locked up. Then what are you still doing here? What do you mean? Well, you locked him up. Uh, you say you've lived longer than, well, then let's say it's uh, recommended. Your entire life is just 
surviving for the sake of survival. What's the point of living 9,000 years if you spend all of it just trying to get by for another day? You lost your daughter. What did you say? I said you lost your daughter. And I'm gonna just take a couple steps toward him. Um, okay. Uh, you need to roll me a dexterity 16 saving throw, and all of you need to roll initiative. Oh, God. Uh, really quick, Rob. <laughs> so whenever the, like, the bottle splash and, and the blood and stuff, so am I, is that physically impacting the area, or is it just, like, a hologram interacting, like, a, like an augmented reality type thing? It's kind of like an AR thing. Uh, well, okay. so, no, the, so those objects are being physically interacted with, but, like, this is a very sophisticated, like, ruse, essentially, is what the hologram signifies. Got it. So it's, it's like, like the, it's, it's, it's like, like AR Disneyland. where it's imprinted onto it, and it's, so we watched it break, and it would be hard to, on, it, it's interacting with the physical environment, but the objects within that he's interacting with aren't in this room, including himself. Um, I mean, the no, like, the blood and, like, the things are, like, real. You're just, like, you don't understand how they're being manipulated oh man like, so that stuff is in the room the hologram is lifting up physical objects that are in the room yeah the physical the hologram exists and physical objects are being lifted up yes that's the information you have right now yeah it's um damn sophisticated well, how is that how is that saving throw <laughs> that was a 19 it was a 19 yeah um okay so you take I'm taking a short rest. I'm gonna fucking die. You take uh, 55 halved to 22 damage of necrotic damage as a blaster uh, appears from the back of this high-backed chair and shoots you with a green laser light. This isn't like a force thing, yeah? No, it is a it is an attack. Okay, hold on. Let me look at my. Let me. Look you never can, can, can you when... force reflect? Can you saber reflect? <laughs> oh, oh. You know, you know what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna force reflect. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna saber reflect. We're gonna force reflect. Okay. Being hit. Wait. I made a save though. That's not a ranged attack. Yeah. In response to being attacked. Wait. It says in response. Ah. You're being attacked though, so I feel like that should work. Yeah, I think it, I think it should. Ah, because it works with necrotic damage. Rob, what's your ruling? Um, I mean, you, this is essentially, I mean, so like, it's a ray attack, and I'm kind of, I'm bastardizing a few systems with this stat block a little bit. I'm taking a 5e monster, and I've converted it myself. So, appropriately converted, this would be normally a death ray. Mm -hmm. We're going to say that it is coming from a blaster, so normal rules apply, even though it's a saving throw. Um... I think that you could do your force reflect on it if okay how so how does that work um i when i use this power i cast it the force cast it i can reduce the damage i take by 1d10 i'm debating whether or not i should upcast it i think that's a little i mean how oh. how many force points do you have left i have four oh. it is the boss that's kind of low there's gonna be yeah. time to <laughs> I have 10 right now. 
Yeah. Uh, I'm I'm gonna go ahead and spend it. I'm gonna spend it to upcast it. I think it's worth it to take less damage. Yeah. Um so that's two D ten. I can also heal you. That's reduces it by eleven. So I take twenty I so I take half of twenty two, so I take eleven damage. Yes. Um and you take eleven damage. Um the hologram in front of you disappears. Um, you see now that there was an elaborate set of very small mechanical arms that had been maneuvering things like behind the hologram, which was only semi-permeable now you're realizing. So an incredibly sophisticated hologram. Um, and the high-backed chair rotates around and sitting in an identical copy of the chair that you were just looking at that was concealed by the very high back is an incredibly old and withered Volpterite who is bawling their eyes out. And that is where we'll end the session. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.